This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to the Burn It All Down hot take for the Women's World Cup final and third place game preview. Uh, this is Jessica here and I'm joined by Dr. Brenda Elsie and Shereen Ahmed and we're just going to dive right in. Uh, we're going to start with the third place game because it's first. It will take place on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. It is between Sweden and England and Shereen. What are you thinking about this game? Um, what should we be paying attention to uh, if people don't know a ton going into this? Well, first of all, Sweden surprised me. I mean, they're not exactly as exciting as Italy, and they're sort of they're they toiled. They're very sturdy. Um, they are interesting. Not so much as interesting as I'd say the USA or Netherlands are. I'm going to be very honest about this. Um, yeah. But like, you know how in IKEA, we're waiting in line at the DMV. We're, we're, <laughs> like they're oh. they're interesting. Like a good IKEA bookcase is interesting. Yes. It is. <laughs> It is high value, high value. Very high value. It's true, it's true. And important to the the decor of the room, essential here. And I would be very remiss if I didn't mention one of the most exciting players on Sweden, possibly the most for me, is Kosovari Aslani, who is a Kosovar Albanian player. She's fantastic. She has gorgeous eyelashes and she's literally key <laughs> to that to that squad. She was sadly taken out of the match in a stretcher in a very dramatic fashion with what we think is is a um, concussion. Um, initially, there was a collision, but initially they thought it might be a knee, but it wasn't because they braced her neck and they put a, a, one of those helmets on her and then took her off. So the update is that it's probably a concussion. But the interesting about um, about Aslani is that she, before the match started, there was some rumors that she had actually made the sign um, the black double-headed eagle sign of Albania, which as those who follow sort of this type of uh, the football from that region know, it's Granit Zaka and Sheridan Shakiri, also Albanian players who had done the same thing. And you get fined by FIFA for doing any political gestures, and this definitely was. I didn't see a gif of it, and I saw only one mention of it. Of, of, of a certain thread. So I don't know if she did it very, very tactfully or very quietly, but someone said she might have. Anyways, so that's that's just really, really I love that stuff. You know I love that stuff. Yeah, I saw it every, I saw multiple tweets about it. I feel like a fair amount of people caught it. But yeah, if anyone has it, please send it to us. Yeah, I would We'd like to see it. I would love it. <laughs> but not, not if it incriminates uh, her. <laughs> but yes. Sweden is interesting. Their counterattack is pretty great, but they do have such a hard time getting it going. I mean, they were pressing pretty hard in their semifinal against the Dutch. I mean, in the very beginning, but... Yeah, I expected... I also found this, the Dutch to be a little sleepy. 
I, yeah, uh, from what we're, what we're used to, and Sweden held on, and Hedvig Lindahl, their goalkeeper, is phenomenal, and she really, she shone, and for me, it was between Vin Vindervall and um, um, Lindahl, it was the goalkeepers that would start that semifinal. Yeah, it was a goalkeeper game. Uh, Brenda, what are you thinking about Sweden and England? <laughs> you know, that I, I wonder if I'm busy. I mean, I had that, like... <laughs> I think there's like a cruelty with these matches. I think it's like so cruel. I feel the same thing about Argentina-Chile's third place game that will take place the same day Saturday. Uh, it's just like, it seems painful for me to watch. Um, but, you know, I I think, I actually really liked Sweden. I think if Eslani plays, that is totally critical in hmm. terms of if Sweden's going to have any pressure on England. I mean, my money would be on England uh, just because of the defensive nature of Sweden. I just think like Lucy Bronze is going to be able to handle that. Yeah. But um, but I, I do find it painful to watch those third place matches. I think someone needs to write like a really nice deep dive into like the moral necessity of having them. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it is painful like it's a loser match right um well and do you want someone to get injured in that match yeah like, what like like would you play Messi if yeah, you're would... Argentina like would mm. I play him would I play Alexi Sanchez would I play Aslani if she's yeah. questionable in that like I wouldn't what are the ethics of the third place game that's hmm. really interesting because like let's look at that via via the Olympics when Canada played for bronze it was a big deal that they won. So in that tournament, right. playing for third was a big was a big thing. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so it just depends on the structure that you're in, I guess. Like for the Women's World Cup, yeah. you're right. Like, what do you get? Do you get a, an like an award? Do you get a plaque? Do you get a flag? Do you get a sexist comment from Seb Blatter <laughs> or watch maybe that he's left in his office? I don't like. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, you get FIFA water and some cookies. Yeah, I know. You know what? I, yeah. I do agree with Brenda. You're lucky. Though. Just one bottle, though. Just, <laughs> just one one to share. <laughs> I, I agree with Brenda. I think England still has a lot to prove, and they were um, third last time, and they'll, they're will out. And Ellen White can still technically win the golden boot. That's true. And true. She's, yeah, she can because she can still score a ton of goals tomorrow, and she's tied with uh, – isn't she tied? Well, they have the same number of goals. Morgan has more assists. So she's in the lead. Ah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. okay. And so tiebreaker, but, I guess. But she could technically win, which would be That's true. which would be interesting. And I, I really liked her response. I'm not a big fan of Phil Neville, but I really thought that Ellen White's response post match was really sincere and lovely. Mm-hmm. And she wished she wished the US very well and I appreciated that. And let's get into the big one. So Sunday. 11 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. The U.S. will take on the Netherlands. I mean, this is just the narrative almost writes itself, right? The U.S. is going for their fourth World Cup championship. It'll be their second in a row if they do it. Uh, The Dutch made their debut four years ago, and here they are in the final. Of course, they won the Euros two years ago. So you really do have this kind of upstart European team against the, you know, very old the old dominant U.S. team, Brenda. What do you think? What do you think the Dutch will bring to this? Like, what are, what are their strengths? Well, I'm really interested. Well, I mean, it's all going to be, in my opinion, about the the Dutch's 
you know, forwards and offensive power. And the question mm. of whether Leaky Martins plays for me is sort of oh, like I, her toe. Yeah, is her toe—it's been a big deal, you know. And yeah. she hasn't she hasn't looked herself. And she's one of those people that can creatively get behind U.S. defenders. Like she's really good. She's really fast, and I love her. I don't think she's playing quite the way she played at Barcelona this season. She doesn't. She looks like it's bothering her. So I'll just be really curious. And then Vanda Sanden, mm-hmm. we can talk about her. She makes a lot of errors, like a ton. But and she didn't start in the semifinal. They brought right, her she on. she got subbed in. So Vanda Sanden, for me, is really exciting and explosive. She's the last member of the Olympique Lyonnais team left in this tournament, you know? Oh, wow. Okay. She's fantastic. But for me, she's a ton of turnovers. And U.S. defenders just aren't going to let her get away with that. The Swedish ones didn't either. So they shut her down pretty well despite the fact that she subbed on with a lot of energy. So, I mean, hmm. I think the fact that you've got Leaky Martin in that position, you've got Van de Sanden, and then you've got Medima, who's amazing, right? Yeah, She's just, she really is. She is just incredible. So, I mean, if those three showed up and had the game of their lives, I think they can score on the U.S. But otherwise, I, I think know. I read, and I'm like, don't quote me, here I am on a podcast, but I'm pretty sure that the – Dutch have eight <laughs> players who've scored in the tournament so far, and the mm-hmm. U.S. have nine. Mm-hmm. So they, we both, you know, we have two teams that have lots of people on the pitch who can make a lot of stuff happen, and that's exciting. I, I would like to hear, uh, Shereen, what you thought about Nair for the U.S., the goalkeeper. I thought last game was really the first time I feel like she proved herself in a way that we've all been waiting for. How are you feeling about her going into this match? So I know that one of my biggest things about the U.S. and I told, you know, this team, my burn it all down team, the team, that my biggest worry for the United States was always Nahar. And um, yeah, and, and, and you all know this. I think when you say she proved herself, there's a couple of things here. Um, first of all, I think that experience matters. And to me, she looks nervous every time. I feel mm. that she looks really hesitant and she looks almost a little overwhelmed. Now, the thing is, is that I really, I mean, I guess it's extremely daunting to be in that to begin with. But then you actually have someone like Sari Van Vienendahl, who just looks like she's going to, she's going to protect that space. For me, I don't know. I know that Alyssa and Neha, um, um, Neha is, is, is introverted. That's what I've heard through the soccer media world, that she's, she's very quiet. But mm-hmm. I think that we also have to look at the issue of how the pen was. The pen was not the best pen that Stephanie Houghton has taken. It wasn't no. the strongest shot in the world. So Nair did what she needed to do. Yes. Was it the best save I've ever seen? No. In my opinion, Hedvig Lindahl is a better goalkeeper. 100% like that matchup like we talked about between the two keepers in the semi um the Netherlands and and Sweden was far superior um I will say it again but this is exactly what Alyssa Nair needed moving forward to the final she needed that she needed that pump up and that's exactly what happened so I hope she can use this to her advantage um defensively the United States is 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 solid um, but I, I do think that it will be if if Netherlands play like I hope they do, 
she'll she'll have a lot of she'll have she'll have her hands on the ball a lot like she'll have a lot of action and I really hope they don't come out like looking tired like they did I mean it's easy for me to sit here and be like you're so tired after four weeks of intensive soccer in that heat but yeah they looked sluggish to me and they did they did mm-hmm. the Netherlands did but if you know, Leaky Martins is, is healthy because she didn't start the last game and neither did Shanice van der Sanden but and Viviana Miedema is they're out, to, they're out to get it now, and I hope that they can muster up that excitement and that energy for the final. And if they do, the U.S. will have a lot to contend with. I'm excited that both coaches are women. I think it's been since 2003 that we've had that, and I just want to mention it because it's always exciting. These are also two incredible fan bases. Um, I think the energy in the stadium is probably going to be pretty intense. Um, I got to see both of them in action when I was in France and they're fun. So it'll, you know, the crowd part of it will, will be really neat. Brenda, you told us, you know, some of the Dutch players that you're going to be looking for, who do you think will make the difference for the U S if they're going to pull this one off? Okay. So here's the thing about Jill Ellis. I mean, I think that Shireen's the Jill Ellis whisperer. Um, <laughs> so we can, we can ask her. It's like, I can't even collect those thoughts until I see who's starting. Yeah, like, it's hard. I, yes, I'm. I'm so confused. I mean, I had to say that you know I've been a little was a little bit disappointed in Tobin Heath's last game. I felt like the right was super quiet. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like she has a lot of good communication with Rapino over on the left, and I think there was a little bit of maybe a funky adjustment going on there um, hmm. between the two of them in the midfield. Uh, so I don't. I don't even know because the whole thing's been so surprising. Whereas like the Netherlands, one thing that may end up being to the Dutch advantage is the consistency of the coaching decisions. Hmm. It it has seemed like they know and are willing to speak about what that lineup's going to look like. Right. You know, when you've got Ellis just like, we're not sure if Rapino didn't start because of the hamstring or because of the, you know, maybe the defensive work that press could have done on the, you know, on England's right, our left, right, or U.S. left, whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So I kind of feel like both of them seem like very adept coaches, but I just don't like, I feel like I, I just don't know until I see that lineup, you know, what's going to happen. But I think Tobin Heath could come up really big. Like she's been like, it's not that she's playing badly, right? Right. She just hasn't seemed to get enough going on that right side to really finish it off. Like I've seen her do in NWSL. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, that's a really good point. I think Tobin Heath is also frustrated with Tobin Heath at yes. this point, like her yes. face. And and you're right, Brenda, um, Lucky Martins was subbed off. She, she It's not that she didn't start. She was actually subbed off, which surprised me because um, I think she was yeah, injured. It was pretty early. To, to it was pretty that. Early Thank sub. you for it was yeah. very early. Yeah. And it was that usually indicates it's a it's a, it's a medical or like a health issue. Yeah. Like there's an injury. I don't want to say injury, but there's something that was tweaking that wasn't quite quite right. But as far as Jill Ellis goes, the one thing I have said in some of the interviews I've done is that Jill Ellis has done her homework. Jill Ellis has looked at the opponents and she's strategized and created formations where they needed to be. And that's the one thing I appreciate about her. I also appreciate that, that this is the first final since 2003 where there's mm-hmm. two women coaches. 
And that matters to me, just also the way this is handled. I love the Netherlands, and we talked about their crowds. Like, you've got the sort of boisterous Dutch versus the belligerent Americans <laughs> and the, you know, the feistiness of everything, the star-spangled banner. Will it get will it get over in a sea of orange? Like, you know, this took these whole dramatic metaphors I'm sure I could go on with. I just think it's going to be really loud and super obnoxious. And because I am not emotionally invested um, that much. The most thing I'm emotionally invested is I, I do love Tobin Heath very much. Like I just, I really think she's a fantastic player and I'm all for Shanice Van because she was wearing like highlighter the other day <laughs> and it was like glorious. I need, I really need to do an article on makeup on the pitch is what really needs to happen. But I, I just, I'm going to enjoy it for what it is. I'm also, you know, just to just take one step back again. I'm really excited to see what happens with Sweden and England. I'm just, I'll be, I'll be interested. But the final, of course, is is where it'll be very, very energizing, riveting match. I really also don't hope it's like, like a two nothing in the first 20 minutes. Like I just, I don't want that because that's not. Yeah, you want a full game. I want a full game, and I want that pushback. Like we were all exhausted. Yeah, yeah. We, I don't want a penalty shootout because then you might as well just give it to the Netherlands right now. So um, I, I know that's like a strong thing, but I, I want a full game. And, and I, I think that if the U.S. comes out scoring really like they have been the entire tournament, like the Dutch will have to respond. Well, let's do predictions then. Brenda. Uh, two, one, the U, two, well, okay. Leaky Martins, healthy. Uh-huh. Um, Van der Sanden listening to directions. <laughs> um <laughs> Three, three, two U.S. Um, no Leaky Martins. Um, everybody off the rails. Two, one. I'm trying to think of how many chances they can get. You know what right. I'm saying? Like how many chances they can get. Either way, I think that the U.S. have an advantage. Here's just one thing on fan things before we end because it's like been so awesome is to say in the rest of Europe, you know, the Dutch are considered really rude. <laughs> so we just have lots of rude fans. It's so so I think like I think all of Europe's gonna be like holding their nose, right? Because you have like the U.S. like <laughs> team, and then and then you have the Dutch, and I feel like somewhere you know Swiss people are gagging or something. You know I don't know like like I just have this like like picture because everywhere you go they say like oh the Dutch fans are so obnoxious and the U.S. always has their flags, and now I'm like wow like both are just gonna be bringing it to this final and driving French you know, daintiness, crazy. And I think that's kind of awesome. I think I'm waiting for all the British op-eds talking about how belligerent uh, the whole thing was. No and how waiting it was. For those. I'm waiting. <laughs> I, I'm just, and I'm going to sit up here and look down and just sip my chai and be like, yes, British folks, you opine about everything. No, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking for a little bit to the, 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 um, the, the sort of uncouth behavior you have, like, which I don't think is uncouth. I think it's fine. Um, but I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the Rumlin. And I have to say, I've been reading a lot this week about reading U.S. women's national team players, like their responses and listening to their interviews. I'm not saying there's not a problem with arrogance, as I see it, or American exceptionalism. But I'm just saying that the standard by maybe which I've been holding Americans to might have been influenced by my colonial past. So I need to decolonize that. And if they want to be brash or whatnot, I'm here for it. Because for me, the turning point was the British criticizing 
the Americans. For me, something just, a, a switch flipped in my head. I was like, no, I'm sorry. This is good. I, I don't want the catalyst to be that, like how wretched for my life. Of the, that's the catalyst for change of thought. But truly, I was like, no, you don't. You don't get to do this. And I, I want to see camaraderie on the pitch. I want to see all this. And I think we'll actually get it in this match. I think that we've seen a lot of compassion of the players, compassion that manifests through movement, mobilization and being outspoken. And we've seen it in the U.S. Definitely. We've seen empathy. We've seen it with the Netherlands, with how they supported other teams. So let's not forget that, too. All right, Shereen, give us your prediction. Oh, God, I was hoping you would forget. <laughs> no, <just> talking. No. <laughs> God. Oh. I, I, yeah. You can just tell us who you think, my, who's most likely to win. I feel like the United States will win, but I want the Netherlands to win. I think it's going to be 3-2 for the U.S. Also pending Leaky Martin's um, health, full health. And yeah. I don't know, honestly, if Pino is as big as a factor, because I think with, with exception of Julie Ertz, who underwhelmed me in the semi, I think that the U.S. bench is very deep and they can handle yeah. it. So I that's that's what my that's what my thought is yeah I mean it feels like it's the U.S.'s game to lose but what a hell of an upset if the Dutch actually do this and I they I think they have the pieces that they could but I do think it'll be it'll probably be like a I mean I think the 2-1 U.S. makes the most sense but man I hope we see more goals than that I, I would like that are you going to be wearing red white and blue no probably not um I didn't the other day I did wear my Captain Marvel shoes so I'm gonna have to do that again (laughs) I have Captain Marvel sneakers the Candace Parker ones um so I might have to do that again I did want to ask one last question where where are you guys gonna watch like how are you are you do you do this by yourself are you like solo watchers do you try to find a group where are you gonna watch this match I'm gonna be I have to be on France 24 right after Okay. And so I have to be by a stable internet connection, which allows ah. me to also justify the fact that I have to watch a second half by myself. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will permit my middle daughter with me because uh, she calls off sides faster than me or, or, <laughs> or VAR. And so, and she, you know, spends most of the time away cowering with nerves anyway. Mm. So, so that's, that's sort of what's permitted, but I, I really don't, this has been such an important tournament to me and I don't, I, it's really hard for me to do it with people who don't have as much emotional investment. Like oh, what if I'm sitting next to someone and they're just like, oh, Rose Laval, oh, who's that? Like, oh, so, so she, she, she might be healthy. Does that matter? And then I have to explain that. And then I'm like, you upset. just want to watch. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I want to watch. And I, I want to follow you all and like Twitter and what people that I like love what they have to say about, you know, soccer will say. That all sounds good. Uh, Shereen, what are you going to do? I will be at home with my kids watching. I had some requests from people to come and watch it with me, but I get really tense during these. I, this is no yeah. surprise to any of you. I think that my kids are good. My third son will probably make some type of remark. Like every prediction he's made and said, I support this team even randomly has gone through. So I am going to ask him not to talk at all. And just sort of, and then, you know, I'll be like, don't make any noise. Don't do this. Don't do that. So I'll probably be really irritable and insufferable. And I, you know, pity my children. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I like having <laughs> Jihad there to watch because I feel super validated by when she comments as well. 
And because mm. of her, her experience as a goalkeeper, she can say things and she says things and then she'll agree with me as well. So I say, you know, it's sad. I feel validated by a 17 year old. She's been alive for like five minutes, but that's who I'm, <laughs> that's who I'm watching with. And that's well, my she's deep in the game. Yeah. Though. Yeah. But this is, and... this is like my comfort space. Like I don't think for sure. this particular match and matches that are important to me that I could be in public. <laughs> watching. Yeah. Them. See, I, I really enjoy being around other people when the match is going on, but I have to be able to see it. This has been like a whole thing mm-hmm. is like figuring out where I could go to watch it. Cause they like to do a lot of stuff where they like set up a screen and everyone's supposed to look at that screen. I'm like, no, I need to be able to see what is happening. Uh, I did have trouble during the semifinal, of the U S game. I watched it with a bunch of friends at a restaurant. And at one point I said to them, I was like, if I was at home, I'd be up and pacing right now, yeah. but it feel, it would feel weird to do that in a restaurant. So I've actually thought about hosting people oh. to my house. So we might do that in in the end so that I know for sure that I will be able to see it, (laughs) Uh, but also be around people. But I'll definitely be up and pacing. I have a hard time watching at certain points. Um, I'm definitely like I watch through my fingers. But I'm very excited. I I love the feeling of these big moments like this, even if it's a little painful. There's still something so thrilling about it. Oh, for sure. Thank you, Shereen and Brenda, for joining me on this Women's World Cup final preview. And we will be back as normal on Tuesday with our wrap-up of the entire tournament. So stay tuned. And I'm sorry, you-